0: parashas bishalach, learning from others. After the victorious escape of the Am from the land of Mitzrayim and the tremendous spectacle of Kriyas Yamsuf, the people were flush with the exhilaration of triumph. Only a few days before, they had witnessed the ten plagues destroying their prosecutors, and now they had just beheld the drowning of the Egyptian army. All the king's horses, and all the king's men were dead. And the Am Yisrael had gained all of the wealth of Egypt. They were elated. They were living the good life of seeing their enemies destroyed. And then suddenly, in the midst of this glory and happiness, we find that HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks to the Am Yisrael, And he says something that at first glance seems quite out of place. In our Sedra, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes a promise to the Am Yisrael, A promise... And a warning, if you will listen well to the voice of Hashem and do what is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all of his laws, then all of the diseases that I brought on Mitzrayim I won't bring upon you. Hashem is saying, you remember the plagues that you saw in Mitzrayim, all the sicknesses and troubles that I brought on the Egyptians? If you keep my Torah, you won't have to suffer from dam, and sefardeya, and kinim. Wild animals, and boils, and hail, and everything else that you saw. Lo asim alecha. I won't bring it upon you. But the question is, why should he bring it upon us? We're not afflicting any of our slaves. We're not making them work. We're not throwing the children into the river. It was the Mitzrim who were the persecutors. And they deserved everything they got. But what's that got to do with us? So we'll explain as follows. We're learning now that the troubles that came on Mitzrayim were not for Mitzrayim. Of course, that they were. The Mitzrim had to be punished. No question about it. But it's not the Egyptians that concerns Hashem most. The Am Yisrael, that's who Hashem is thinking about always. We are the ones who still look in the Chumash. We are the ones, after thousands of years, that are still studying the Makkas. And that means that they were brought primarily for us. And what we're learning now is that one of the most important functions of the Makkas was to impress a fear upon the Am Yisrael. A fear of the strong hand of Hashem That the nation would study and remember forever That's why when you look in the Torah It says Hashem will bring upon you All of the ills of Mitzrayim That you feared That you feared So you see that the Bnei Yisrael Feared the Makos We think that when the Makos were taking place The Bnei Yisrael were sitting in their homes And rejoicing You hear what happened to the Egyptians? You see what's going on outside with our persecutors? They're getting it back on their heads. It's true, no question. They were happy to see their tormentors getting what they deserved. But that's not the whole picture. We see now that they were cowering in their homes with dread and apprehension. They were looking out the windows and trembling. And as each plague rocked the land, they trembled again. You remember when all the waters of Egypt turned blood red and they were no longer potable. Even if you were fainting from thirst, you wouldn't even try to drink it. It was disgusting even to look at it. You think the Bnei Yisrael didn't tremble in fear of their water supply being cut off from them? Oy vey, Look what can be! They would also die of thirst, just like the Egyptians. And they didn't have available all the means that the Egyptians had. The Egyptians at least could leave the country. They could buy water in other countries. But the Bnei Yisrael were stuck. They were still slaves. And so, Yagorta, they trembled. They were apprehensive. And even though they were assured by Moshe Rabbeinu, My children, don't be afraid. It's not for you. It's for your oppressors. Nevertheless, they couldn't help but be afraid because they saw what could happen to the wicked. They were witnessing with their own eyes the strong and powerful hand of Hashem. That's what happened by every makah that came in the land. Asheh Yagorta. You were afraid. And that's what Hashem wanted. That was one of the great accomplishments of the makas. That's why when Hashem warns us in the Torah of what could come upon us if we don't listen to his word, he says like this, Yakecha Hashem mitzrayim. Hashem will smite you with the boils of Egypt. The boils of Egypt? Why mention that? So some people think it's merely to tell us what kind of boils Hashem might smite us with. So you should know that it's going to be the Egyptian boils, not some other plague. But that's not it. It makes no difference to us if it would be the boils of Egypt or Persia or Italy. Bishkhin Mitzrayim means you'll be punished with the shchin that you saw in Mitzrayim because you didn't take the lesson from that maka. I sent boils on Mitzrayim instead of sending them on you so that you should learn to fear me. Yeshaya Hanovi says that. <speaking in Hebrew> I, Hashem, am the Holy One of Yisroel. Moshecha, I am your Savior. I'm saving and helping you. And he tells us now, one of the ways in which he helps us. Natati kafrecha Mitzrayim. I have made Mitzraim your redemption, your kapara. You hear that? The Bacchus came on Mitzraim instead of on you. What happened to Mitzraim was a kapara for you. That's a big chedesh. All the things we read in the chumash, in parshas Ve'ira and parshas Bo, about makos that came on Mitzrayim were a kapara for you. They came to atone for you, and not only Mitzrayim. Kush, usva, tachticha. Kush and Seva are also instead of you. Hashem says, when you see things come on the black people, that's Kush, or on Seva, that's the Arabs. I'm bringing it on them. Instead of on you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could Khalilah send Saras on the Jew to remind him to fear him. Actually, that's how it should be. Because we're the ones who are intended to be taught. We're the ones that matter. And it's us that Hashem wants to inspire to perfection in Yir Shamayim. But the Navi is telling us that the best way for Hashem's nation to learn to fear him is by means of Mitzrayim and by means of Kush and Seva and all the other umas ha'olem. Instead of waiting, chas v'sholem, for the misfortunes to come on Yisrael themselves, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reminds us by showing what comes on other people and we are expected to look and become afraid. It's one of the fundamental ways of learning Yeras Hashem. Now this shines a new light on all of the makos in Mitzrayim and all over the world. And so, if ever you make a visit to Italy, I don't approve of traveling, but sometimes you can't help yourself. You might be in Italy one day before business, and you'll pass by a certain place where once there was a large bustling city called Pompeii. But today, it's nothing. There's nothing there. What happened to Pompeii? Not far from the flourishing city was a beautiful mountain. The mountain, if I told you the name, you'll shiver. It's called Vesuvius. Vesuvius is a big mountain and the people of Pompeii were wealthy people. Romans who lived in luxury and liked good times. And sometimes they would climb to the top of the mountain for resort, for fun. But these people were shut off in Zima. All kinds of wicked behavior and immorality. So what did Akalush Baruch Hu do? He brought a Mukkah of fire. Vitifta at Piha. Vesuvius opened its big mouth on top and began to spit fire that covered the entire city of Pompeii. Thousands of people were buried under a mubble of volcanic ash. You can't see anything today unless you dig with a bulldozer. Now, what does that mean for us? So when you learn geography in school, the teacher has a wooden head, and so he makes the students have wooden heads too. Yes, he'll tell you that there was once a town called Pompeii, and Vesuvius erupted and covered the town. And that's the whole story. That's how you're going to take this great lesson. Oy, what a waste, Hashem is saying. Take that great lesson and learn it. Look what happened to them. A whole town, a prosperous town with streets and luxurious houses. And all of a sudden, the mountain opened up his mouth and spat fire. And in a minute, the whole town was buried in fiery lava. And goodbye, he waves. There's a purpose here. The purpose of it is to show how Baruch Hu takes revenge. He hates Immorality. He's so nezima. Even among Goyim, it's true. He's marich apo. Sometimes he's patient. But sooner or later, Vigova delay. he will collect. He'll collect. And he wants us to fear his retribution. Constantly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing fearsome acts to get our attention. What about the earthquake in San Francisco? And last year in Turkey. And the hurricane that destroyed so many people's homes. What about the plane that fell into the ocean last week with over 200 people? So many makkas over and over again. What is it all about? The answer is, it's all about us. That's what the Gemara in Yavamas tells us. Ein puranius ba'oilam, ela bishvil Yisroel. No troubles come upon the world unless for the purpose of Yisroel. It's for Yisroel. You have to get that into your heads. Anything that happens, it's for our benefit that it's being done. This world is because of us and I don't care what people will say. If you're a maimin in Torah, you understand that the world is because of the Am Yisroel. Of course, we understand that it was for them too. Hashem brought together people whom he had sentenced to death and he gave them Tickets onto that plane. But the Gemara is teaching us here that that's only a small part of the story. We are the main actors on the stage of this world. And just like the Makas that came on Mitzrayim were primarily for the Am Yisrael, all the Makas that came in the world are no different. They're all for us. And what's the purpose? Rashi says, Liyar am, In order to make Yisroel afraid, If you hear that there is yours in the Congo, yours is a certain disease, or there's testes flies, sleeping sickness in Africa, or if you hear that the Yellow River became swollen and flooded hundreds of villages, carrying away victims in the thousands, don't just reject that as uninteresting news from the other side of the world. That's a direct message to you. If you hear troubles happening at the other end of the world, it's for you to be afraid of Hashem. So that you should do tshuva, because you see now what HaKadosh Baruch Hu could do. Maybe it's time for me to do tshuva. I should start going out at night to the base medrash to learn. I should be more careful how I speak to my wife. Other things too. A lot of other things. This is the lesson of our Pasuk. All of the diseases that I brought on Mitzayim, I won't bring upon you. Yeshaya Hanavi taught us that. Natati I have made Mitzrayim your atonement, he said, in the name of Hashem. The world is full of misfortunes, and all the misfortune is only because of us, so that we should learn from them and take it to heart. Hashem can just as well bring muckas upon us, but instead we achieve atonement when we watch what happens to Mitzrayim and we are fearful and change for the better. Now, we might think that we're sophisticated people, and therefore we think we know better how to serve Hashem. Fear? Yirasa Onesh? Oh no, we're much better than that. We'll take a Sefer, let's say a Moser Sefer, or a Sefer chasidus, a book of idealism, and we will be inspired. That's how we'll come to serve Hashem. We don't need such things to be frightened. We don't need stories that happen to other people. That's for children. For the ignorant, am I? Not for people who are idealistic like ourselves. You are making a big error, however. If you think that you are going to be a servant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu only because of your volition, because of the idealism of it, you are making an error. Even the biggest tzaddik in the world must always keep in mind Yiras ha'onesh. Even the greatest saint who has not the slightest intention to ever deviate from the Torah, must keep in mind always that physical punishments come upon evildoers. To be afraid is a tremendous thing. Learn to be afraid of Hashem. You can't be a success in this world if you're not afraid of Hashem. It's impossible. So you'll tell me, to be afraid, is that the kind of life to live? Believe me, that's a good life. The good life is being afraid. If you're afraid of Hashem, you're going to live long. Yiras Hashem tosif yamim. You'll live long because of that. I guarantee. You won't have to go to psychologist because of fear of Hashem. You go to psychologists if you fress too much or you open your mouth too much. You go to psychologists if you don't keep busy. You don't work enough so you become depressed. But people who are afraid of Hashem do not need psychologists. Yiras Hashem Tosif Fear of Hashem means a long, healthy life. Ushnod Tiksorna. While the years of the wicked, it means Orthodox Jews who don't think about Hakadosh Baruch Their lives are cut short. Mishlei. You're not afraid of Hashem. Tiksorna Chas Their days will be short. You want to live. You want to be well. Be afraid of Hashem. So when you hear that in Bosnia, the Goyim are killing each other, they're placing bombs and innocent people are being blown up. And the whole world is up in arms. Genocide. Oy, oy, oy. We have to do something about it. Well, all right. Let them worry about it. But here's what we have to do about it. We should become afraid. We should be thinking... What could happen, Khalilah to us? The people in Eretz Yisrael? should have heard that and become afraid. Ooh, did you hear that? There was something in Bosnia. Maybe we should be afraid over here. Maybe the Arabs will make bombs over here too. Maybe we should take off our earrings and do teshuva. On Shabbos, they go to the pubs with their long hair and their earrings. They're not afraid. They don't look at Bosnia. They don't realize that they should be learning Yiras Shamayim, Yiras Hashem, from what HaKadosh Baruch was doing to others. Maybe we should be afraid and stop being Mechal Shabbos. They don't understand the lesson of our sedra. And so finally, bombs come to Eretz Yisrael too. If you didn't pay attention to Bosnia, then that's what happens. Absolutely. Had they all listened to Bosnia, had they said, Oi, oi, oi. What's Hashem doing to the Goyim? He's killing them. Killing them. They should wake up and become afraid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, we can't ignore what's happening in Bosnia. We're not going to get up and make any protests. It's not our business. But it is our business to understand the message. It could happen over here too. There are Mishu Gaim who would like to make trouble in America too. And that's why it happened in Bosnia. Don't think it's an accident. No, whatever happens among the nations, when there are misfortunes anywhere in the world, it's supposed to be a lesson for Yisroel to see and do Teshuvah. Of course, I'd like to talk to you about pleasant things. Yeshua's v'nechamas. But you have to know that Muser, toichichah, is very good. And that's why there is such an important principle of Kapara. The Rishayim that are suffering in this world that's our kapara. They redeem us. Only that if we ignore the messages, so our reminds us in ways that hit much closer to home. You think it couldn't happen? It happened already. Oh yes, in Europe, it happened already. I was in Europe when the Tsarist started coming in the form of Hitler. He was overrunning Czechoslovakia. Gentiles were being slaughtered. Was there a great wave of tshuva? Were the Jews in Europe afraid of Hashem? In Slobatka, in the yeshiva, we were afraid. We said to Hillem every day, all day long. When Hitler marched into Sudetenland, we said to Hillem. But the rest of the world, the rest of Slobatka, the 10,000 Jews in Slobatka, they didn't think anything. They were behemoths. They didn't even think about tshuva. They didn't know that there's a principle that what happens to the Goyim or to other people elsewhere is for Yiras shamayim. They were afraid of Hitler, maybe. But of shamayim, Of Hashem? A Nechta In Slobodka, there were not even 100 young men under the age of 20 that put on tefillin. When they saw what's happening, did they say, maybe we have to stop our headlong dive into Marxism, into atheism. Maybe the Rabbanim are right, and it's time to come back to Hashem, to begin putting on tefillin again. Did they think such thoughts? No, nothing. The Rabbanim were pushed into a corner. What do you know anyhow, they said. And finally the Germans came and took the children and put them into the back of a truck. They would drive the truck out to the forest, and on the way out to the forest, the exhaust of the truck, the monoxide fumes, were pumped into the interior of the truck and the children were gassed to death. And they were dumped out into the forest and then the truck went back for some more. The Germans ran around with their guns, pulling children from their mother's arms to gas them. Who would have dreamed of such a thing? A sugar in the world! In our wildest nightmares, we wouldn't think about something like that. So at least we have to say, Ibarushalaylam! <speaking> We are learning to fear you. We see your yad ha And we're afraid. We are trying to make our way of life better just because of that. We want to use their deaths as a stimulus to improve our lives to be more loyal to you. We should always think about that. I have to learn from the example, the lesson that was offered by this terrible catastrophe in Europe and improve all the days of my life just because of that, don't think it's a childish attitude. It's an adult attitude. It's an attitude of chasidus of great Avoidus Hashem to shiver, to tremble from what happened. Because that was one of the purposes, liyar <speaking in Hebrew> am, to frighten Yisrael, She ziru b'tshuva, that they should repent. Don't think it can't happen again. Who said America is forever? You have to be afraid. We're here enjoying all luxuries with plenty to eat. We have liberty. We have safety. We have equality. Everything we have. But someday, I'm afraid we'll look back on America and say the same thing. Because we're not afraid of Hashem. We're not learning the lesson from Mitzrayim, from Kush and Seva. All over the world, there are tzaros. In that country, there's famine. And in that country, they're killing each other. If only they would see what's doing elsewhere, how Hashem is punishing. But are the Jews looking and becoming afraid? Oh no! Instead of learning the lesson, the Jews are trying their best to break down America. Jewish congressmen like Solars are helping communist regimes all over Cuba, Nicaragua, and Jews are voting for Solars and Koch. Jews are keeping them in power, of course. Koch gives them in return some benefits. And for that benefit, the Askanim, the Shtadlonim, sell away our votes. Whole kahilas of Frum Jews, whole congregations vote for these people who are breaking down everything that we have. Look what's happening to America. The whole youth is being demoralized. The public schools are hammering away in the minds of the children, telling them how bad America is, how wicked the establishment is. Finally, the Gentiles in the Midwest will get so disgusted and they will make a revolution. They'll try to fight to save America, but I'm worried it will be a little late. America will already be shorn of its greatness. It will be surrounded by communist enemies. Chas it'll turn into a fascist country. And who knows what kind of gas chambers can be here they can make better ones in America than the Germans did. And therefore, we have to be afraid now. Before it comes here, we have to be afraid and come back to our others. Baruch Hu. We have to learn how important it is for us to always be on guard with Yir HaShem. And at all times, a man must be ready with yiras HaShem, always thinking, who knows what can happen? You know when you should think about that? When you fall Tachnun, Rachum I sin before you, you, O oh merciful one, Hashem al ba'apcha. please, Hashem, don't rebuke me in your wrath. Ask Hashem constantly when you fall on your face. That's why you fall on your face. You are asking for Rachamim. You prayed before. You just finished Mona Esrei. Maybe it didn't help. However, maybe despite your prayer, the sentence was passed. So now, a condemned man falls on his face and he bursts out with tachanunim. Please! That's why it's tachanun. Hashem, please! Please recall the decree! That's how important it is to say tachanun with an outcry all the time. Every time, cry out to Hashem. That's how important it is. Nobody can know what's in store for him. And therefore, it always pays beforehand to cry out to Hashem. We are afraid of you, Hashem. We want to do teshuva. Now, it would be wrong of us to go away from this subject without speaking about how this attitude applies to us, not only when it comes to witnessing the fate of nations, but even in our own private lives. I want you to listen now to an interesting Gemara in Masef Megillah, It says there that it happens sometimes that a person has an intuition that something bad might happen to him and he doesn't know what it is. We're talking now about a healthy person, someone who is emotionally stable and so we understand that this fear of his means that his mazel knows something that he doesn't. It could be that some sort of trouble is pending for him. So what should this fearful man do? The Gemara says that he should say the following formula the goat in the slaughterhouse is fatter than I am. He's talking about Asaf. The Umas Ha'ilam. Esaf was born hairy like a goat. Even his land is called Sa'ir. And this Jew is being mispalel that instead of him, Hashem should punish someone from Asaf. Now we have to ask ourselves, what is the svarah in saying such a formula? We have to understand it logically because everything that's in the Gemara is sensible. It's not superstition. And we'll see now that a very important principle is involved here. Pay attention to this. One of the truths of this world is that mankind must be visited by a certain amount of suffering in order that people should be stimulated to repent. Of course, if you come to this place, you know that the best tshuva is the tshuva you do over a piece of watermelon when you recognize that all happiness and enjoyment is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the fact is, that without any kind of misfortunes, there would be very little movement towards change. And therefore, it's inherent in the structure of Olam Hazhe, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends Yisurim upon the world, in order for people to look, and to listen, and repent. Now sometimes the Yisurim can be sent on that person himself, Personal tzaddas are often a wake-up call for people. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu offers us a better way, an easier way. He wants us to be stimulated towards tshuva by means of the troubles that befall others. That's why it says in Mishle, Kofer Latsadik Rasha. The wicked person redeems the righteous person. Just like Mitzrayim redeems our nation, the wicked individual redeems the righteous individual. Hashem wants us to see what could be. But he's willing to teach us by showing what comes on other people. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, You know what? I'll make a deal with you. If you have the seichel to look around at others who are suffering and take the lesson so I can spare you. But pay attention to what I send on the Roshah, Because if you'll ignore the messages, then the deal is off. And therefore, this man, whose muzzle fears that something bad is coming, he requests of HaKadosh Baruch that he should send the punishment on Esav instead. Please, Riba spare me. Go to the goat and punish him. And I promise that I will watch and learn Yiras Hashem. Of course, if it's a quiet, innocent goy, let him alone. But there are plenty that are not. And therefore, Let them serve as reminders to us. And when I see what happened to him, I'll utilize that as a musir to get better. Now we'll take this slowly because it's an important lesson. Let's take a concrete example, something we can understand. You're walking in the street and you see a man, definitely not a Jew. You can tell by his color. And he's sitting in a wheelchair paid for by the city. I saw it today. He was waiting by the bus stop. The bus pulls over and the driver lowers the steps. And the whole bus is waiting for this great tzaddik. And the bus driver raises him up on the bus with derech With the gresta covered. At least that's how they look at it. But we can look at it a different way. He's a bum. I know things. I know what's doing. As a boy, he didn't go to school. He was hanging out on the back of the city buses. And he fell off and lost his leg. Here's another tzaddik. I see in the neighborhood. He's walking down the street with an empty sleeve. Where did his arm go? He robs people. He mugs people. That's his umnus. And finally, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I had enough of you. And his hand got stuck in a machine. And no more. Now when you see that you have to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending you messages, we're supposed to learn to be afraid. No arm. Just a stump. It's a pachat. I'm a changed man from seeing that. You understand right away that the experience of losing an arm or a leg is far from pleasurable. The accident that happened to him was a tremendous misfortune. Besides for the suffering, the pain, the agony that he endured, now he is handicapped. So many things he is deprived in life just because he is lacking that limb. It shouldn't happen to us. You're supposed to learn from that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is taking vengeance from some wicked act that that person did. And you have to be afraid. You have to learn Yiras Hashem from that. That's the main purpose. Oive, what a makkah. Who knows what could happen to a person. Hashem is so powerful. I have to be afraid. Do I use my feet for good? Am I using my hands for what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to Oh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I see that you're keeping your part of the deal. You're taking the lessons of Yira HaShavayim that I'm sending to you. So I will continue. I will give you other examples. So the next day you're walking to the synagogue and you see a blind he's feeling his way into the street. He's tapping his way with a white cane and he's being led by a seeing eye door. Why did it happen that just at that moment when you were passing by, he came out and you saw him? He could have walked in a different street. It's no accident that you saw that man today. Do you know why you saw him? Because he wants him to be the substitute for you. The purpose was that you should say, Hashem is showing me something to make me afraid. So you start thinking about your eyes. You could think like this. It could be that when people go to the movies with their eyes, Hashem says, you don't need any eyes. If you use your eyes to go to the movies or to sit and look at the TV, you're better off without any eyes. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. That blind man, he can't look at TV anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Leave me alone. I'm going to take a lesson from that goy. I'm going to be careful with my eyes. I'm not going to look where I'm not supposed to look. Not only your eyes. If you're a lucky fellow, if Hashem wants to help you out, sometimes you'll hear things that will remind you to be careful with your mouth, too. You'll hear about the man in the neighborhood who had a fight with his wife, and now she called the police, and they drove him out of the house with a court order. He's looking now for some place to stay. He can't come home to visit his children. And Tsaras and Saras You're supposed to learn from that. Don't just say it's a pity and go on with your life. Of course it's a pity on him, but that's not enough. You need to learn from that. You need to be Mahar Bitshuva. I have to be careful with my mouth. A man says something to his poor wife and hurts her heart by saying a mean word. It's a terrible sin. The poor woman is working all day long with children. She's worn out to the bone. And he comes home and says something mean. It's like a knife in the heart. That's what you have to think about when you hear about this man who was taken out of his house by the police. If you see in the street a man who was hit by a car, he's lying on the ground and the ambulance doctors are helping him. Don't just be one of the crowd who gathers around to see what's doing. Mind your own business. Your business is the lesson you should be learning from that man, Saras. You think, Baruch Hashem, it's not me. Oive, who knows what could have happened in the street? The Gemara in Shabbos says, Adam yoytzeh l'shuk. You went out to the shuk. Kilu nimsar sardiot You have to be afraid right away. If you make use of that incident the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu intended it for you, after seeing that, you're a new man. You're afraid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu now. I should do teshuva right now. That's what you're thinking. Once there was a man in our congregation who had a family simcha and the family was everywhere and he was a friendly man. So he's standing in the kitchen conversing. He was talking with his back against the stove. And his clothing caught on fire. He had a terrible burn on his back. Rushed to the hospital. He survived, finally, after weeks and weeks. But after that, I learned one lesson. Never lean against the gas range, even when it's not on. If you heard this story tonight, and it didn't register, something is wrong with your register. If you ever catch yourself being sociable in the kitchen and you're leaning against the gas range, you should give yourself a very big swift kick in the pants and go flying out of the kitchen. And that's a very important principle. Whatever news you get, all the accidents, all the unfortunate incidents that you're hearing all the time, it should enter into your ears. There's no end to the stories. And they're meant for us when we hear about troubles that happen to somebody, immediately we should think, I'm afraid of you, Hashem. I'm afraid that Sadiq should learn when he hears of what befell the Rasha. Now, I have to explain something to you. The word Rasha means the one who is being sentenced to be punished. The one who is nirsha. Sometimes he can be a Sadiq too. But Hashem has his reasons In this specific instance He has been sentenced And included in the sentence Is that he's going to be an object lesson for others And that was the great lesson That HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught the Yom When they left Mitzrayim If you will hearken to my words And keep all of my laws And his statutes Then all of the misfortunes That I visited upon Egypt I will not visit upon you it means, don't ever forget the troubles you saw in Mitzrayim. Because among the purposes of the Makos was that you should be afraid of them. And you should think, it could happen, Khalilah. It could happen to me too. And as much as you add that thought of what chas could happen to you, if you are negligent in fulfilling your laws, then you're adding to your greatness, to your perfection. Don't think you're stepping down to the level of a child or a criminal who has to be threatened. No. You're stepping up to the madrega of Kolamakala Asher Samti Lo asimalecha. I won't put it upon you because you have made use of all the makkas in this world to grow in this great attitude of Reishis chokma Yiras Hashem. The fundamental ingredient. That brings a person closer and closer to a Kalash Baruchu in this world and in the next. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Let's get practical. Acquiring Yiras Shamayim. This week, I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open to any Makkah that Hashem is sending. Whether it's upon a nation or an individual, I will try to notice things that otherwise would have gone unnoticed by me. Every time I notice something, I will stop for a minute to think about what happened and how I am expected to use that opportunity to actually become more afraid of Hashem.